If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and we're talking about how to stop doubting your salvation today. So if you've been struggling with, with doubting, there might be multiple reasons. We're going to dive into those. I want to give you biblical advice to help you stay grounded in your faith, burning for Jesus, and walking in confidence, because the Bible says that we can have confidence on that day, and we stand before him, and I want you to have that confidence. And so uh, we're going to get into it. Listen, we had two people sign up yesterday. We still need 71 partners uh, to come alongside us and donate a dollar a day or $30 a month. We want to hire a videographer. We want to get some good uh, content out there um, of when I'm going out to preach and evangelize and, and the miracles that are taking place. We don't have anyone videoing for this stuff. And we want to bring one on to Overcomers also to video record the school this summer so that we can make that available online. We have these goals and we have had 29 people step up and join us. We need 71 more. Uh, to make a hundred. And if you sign up at shanewinnings.com, just click the give button, send me a DM on Instagram so I can include you in the monthly donor zoom. Uh, we had one last month. It was awesome. We've got another one in a week or so. Super excited. So, Hey, join our team, help us do all the things God has put on our heart to do. And we'd greatly appreciate it above all. Please just pray for us in our ministry. So let's talk about this. Why do people doubt their salvation? Well, I believe it's because of either a lack of understanding or someone is in sin. So if you're in sin, what, what can happen is you know the word, but you feel condemned by it because you're not living up to it. And so you have this heightened awareness of how you're falling short. And what can happen even is that you might even read verses in the Bible uh, maybe from the epistles, and and they will be highlighted to you because of your situation. You know, you're in some habitual sin or whatever it is, some addiction, and you're reading this this passage about how these certain people will not inherit the kingdom of God, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, is that me? Right? And you're you you can even have an identity crisis because you are letting your sin become your identity instead of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. How many of you know that you can be born again and struggling in a sin? Just because you have battled with a sin or an addiction does not mean that God has given up on you or that he's handed you over or that you have walked away. I heard this said before, um, someone who's still fighting has not been overcome. Someone who's still walking towards the Lord is not running away from him. And it's true that you can't, you can't live in both. Like you can't live in a willful sin and say that you truly love the Lord because at some point your, your disobedience has become your choice. 
And so there's this wrestle that, you know, we have as Christians where, look, we know our flesh and our spirit are opposing each other, but we have to choose to live by the spirit so that we do not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now, if you are that person, you're listening and you're like, man, I am struggling in sin. We're going to pray for you. Um, and there's, there's things, and I've talked about this in other episodes, you know, a prayer is not going to just fix everything in one second. There, there is a, a discipline that you need to have, but I do believe in the grace of God and the spirit of God coming and just breaking off, uh, yokes of bondage and heaviness and chains of addiction. I believe all that stuff, uh, can happen in prayer, but then you've got to walk this thing out. But I want you to know something. You are not defined by your sin. Because if your sin is what keeps you from being saved, and I'm talking about you're a Christian and you're walking through this addiction or through this, this sin that you just keep engaging in, if your sin is what in your mind can keep you from being saved, then it would have to be your good works that would keep you saved. Do you understand that? And, and doesn't that just sound wild because that's, a, that's not the gospel? Ephesians 2, it tells us that we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, it's a gift of God not by works, lest anyone should boast. So take heart in this. If you're a Christian, if you're born again, if you love the Lord, but man, you're making some bad decisions or you're stuck in something genuinely and you're fighting and you're trying to get help and you're trying to get out, your disobedience or your sin or your shortcomings, they unqualify you as much as your good works qualify you. Neither one of them do anything. Our good works are like filthy rags before the Lord, and our sin before the Lord is not what keeps us apart from Him. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We have to get to the just the, the fundamental uh, groundwork. Let, let's, let's look at the basics of our salvation. And this might sound silly, but I need you to understand this, because if you're going to have confidence, you have to be able to fall back on what is true. Because when you're living in sin or whatever, you're living sensually, and you're going to be thinking sensually, and you're not going to be living by faith. Because you have all of these things in your face telling you this and that. Okay, so listen. How did you get born again? By faith in Jesus Christ, right? Okay, you're not going to throw away your salvation because you're battling with a sin. Or because you've made some bad decisions. Okay? Now, you can choose to reject God, say, I don't want anything to do with you. I want to live my own way. I'm going to walk away from you entirely, and I'm going to go into the world. Now, you can choose to do that, and you need to look at yourself and say, is this what I'm doing? Am I trying to walk away from God so that I can just live for myself entirely? Look at it this way. Is God getting in the way of you living for the world? Or is the world getting in the way or trying to get in the way of you trying your best to live for God? Which one is it? I'm going to say that again. I want this to really sink in. This will tell you where you're at with the Lord and where your heart is. Are your bad decisions what you desire and God is seeming to get in the way of that? You know, every time you go to, to, to do something for yourself, it's like the Bible or God or the gospel, whatever. It's getting in your way of what you really want to do. Or are you really trying to live for God and this thing just keeps coming up and giving you a hard time?
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches because a true Christian is going to have desires that an unbeliever doesn't have. An unbeliever has no desire to serve God. They have no reason to not fulfill all the desires of their flesh. In fact, they should. They're, they're fleshly human beings. Why would you not? But you see, a believer, a born-again Christian, has desires for God and for God's law and for God's word. And sometimes the world and the flesh and the enemy are going to come and they're going to try to get your attention or get you to live for yourself or get you to sin. And that's when you deal with it. But if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, no, that's not what's happening to me, I actually find myself really wanting to fulfill all of my fleshly desires and it seems like God's getting in the way. I, I would really sit down and, and get your your priorities straight, and I would lay everything out before the Lord because that doesn't sound like the heart and the mindset of a Christian. A Christian doesn't wake up and, and, and just say, you know what, today I really want to fulfill all my fleshly desires because we've been made new, we've been given His desires. Does that make sense? I want to beat this thing down before we head into this foundation. So again, Christian, someone who's born again, they wake up and they're saying, man, God, I want to live for you today. Maybe you even pray something like this, God, help me not to do this thing today. You know, the, the thing that you keep doing, whatever it is. So it's like you're starting off right, you're starting off pure, and then what happens? Maybe you mess up, and then it's hard for you to have intimacy with God because you feel like you don't deserve it, or He's mad at you, or you have to keep your head down, you go to church, you can't raise your hands up because you know what you did. And you think, maybe i got to sit out for a little bit, and I'll be good for a couple of days or a week if I can, and then I'll be worthy of... Do you see how that's so works-based? This is what Adam and Eve did, actually. When they sinned, they ran and hid from God. When the very thing they needed was to be restored by Him. So if you're hearing this, and you're battling with something, the thing that you're running from is the very thing that you need. You need to still be in the Word. If you're sinning, still read the Bible. If you're sinning, still pray. If you're sinning, still worship the Lord. Are you righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ and His righteousness being given to you and imputed to you? Or are you righteous because you've kept the law and you haven't disobeyed in a while? Come on, this sounds silly, but we really got to break this down. Why are you righteous? It's because of Jesus. Now, why are you falling into sin? Somewhere along the way, you lost sight of that, and you lost sight of your identity. Because if you saw yourself as a holy, blameless, righteous, and pure woman or man of God, you wouldn't do the things that you're doing. You'd hold yourself to a higher standard, and love would motivate you to stay away from the things that try to pull you away from God. Keep your eyes off of Him. And people begin to doubt their salvation when they're living in sin because they read the Bible and they go, well, is God handing me over? I mean, my flesh really wants to do this thing. Am I even born again? Listen, just because you have 
fleshly desires and temptations, and you can also hear the voice of the enemy who is going to, you know, throw things your way, it doesn't mean that you're not born again. Here's a good test. When some of these things come your way, do you hate them? Some of that stuff you might eventually give into. You might entertain a thought, and the Bible talks about this, man, there's a there's a, a, a temptation that comes, and if it's not dealt with, it's going to grow eventually into full-blown sin. you got to stamp it out right away. But when that comes, is it like, oh, God, help me, please help me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. That just shows that there's something inside of you that's been made new because there might have been a day when that thought came and you ran with it, you entertained it, but now you resist it and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Now, if you end up falling, listen, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're not saved. All it means is that you're failing to see something. And my whole point of this is that you can't let this define your salvation because you are not saved because of your ability to keep God's word perfectly. You are saved because of his ability to keep you perfectly. Now, you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I'm real, I really have a problem with this. You need to confess to some people. You need to get some help. You need to get some accountability. But above all, you need to get your identity locked in. Man, I would spend time with the Lord every day. Lord, thanks for loving me. Thank you that you do not define me by the mistakes that I make. You, you see me for what your son did on the cross. That's Colossians 1. I am holy, blameless, and righteous. Listen, it is not hypocritical for you to sin and to declare that over yourself because that is how God sees you. And it is actually your ability to uh, get a revelation of your identity that's going to keep you from sinning. Listen, I, I've shared this story before, but there was a man... Um, who was addicted to smoking, and his pastor said, listen, you want to kick this habit? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, every time you get the urge to smoke, even if you're lighting a cigarette, I want you to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the guy's like, I don't want to say that. That's hypocritical, man. That feels weird. And he goes, no, listen, it is the truth of your life. You don't want anything to do with this thing. You got a chemical dependency. You're addicted you're struggling. It doesn't change your identity. I want you to say it every time. You're not a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who wakes up and says, man, I want to put a face on. I want to live one way, but make everyone else think that I'm a different way. That's not what you are. You genuinely don't want to do this. You've got an addiction. You've got a chemical dependency. You've got issues, but you need a greater revelation of your identity. And so the guy's like, okay, and he didn't see him, I believe, for a couple of months. And the guy came back and he was just weeping. And he told him, man, I got to tell you, he's talking to his pastor. He said, I did that every day, even if I didn't want to. I felt so weird. And he said, one day I went to go outside to smoke like I always do. He's like, I wasn't even thinking. I was like on autopilot. And he said, I got outside and I got the cigarette and I went to light it up. And I said, wait a minute. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want, and he said, I realized the craving, the desire to smoke had left. And I had this revelation that I'd never had before that I am the righteousness of God. I didn't want to pollute myself with cigarettes because I understood that I was the righteousness of God. And he had this whole mind blowing revelation. I'm telling you, identity is everything. And so if you're struggling right now 
you need to hammer in the identity piece. Amen? That's really going to help you. So listen, there's there's one reason that pe- why people doubt their salvation. They're backslidden or they're stuck in a sin. And they're thinking, man, if God comes back right now, you know, if, if he sends a son and Jesus returns, I'm not feeling too good about my life. Hey, that is walking in the fear of the Lord. Now, you need to do something with that, but that is the mindset we need to have because the Bible says when we keep our minds on this place of the return of Jesus, we will purify ourselves. When we forget about Jesus, when we're not thinking about him, we're thinking temporal, we're thinking what can I do to fulfill myself right now, we'll fall into that very trap. But when our mindset is on Jesus and, man, you really are coming back one day, what would it be like if he came back right now? That's a sobering thought to have. I'll tell you what, I've had that thought so many times on an airplane when we get a bunch of turbulence. I'm not kidding. I fly a lot. I've flown through some pretty rough turbulence. I flew through almost a hurricane. It was the beginnings of a tropical storm in New York before. I have the video on my phone. It was insane. I mean, normally a plane will drop like one time or two in turbulence. This was like dropping, then dropping one side, then dropping to the other. I mean, it felt like a roller coaster. And when you start going through stuff like that and you're thinking about your morality and you're like, dude, I could literally die right now. Like this plane could fall out of the sky. Statistically, it's not going to happen. Now, my faith is not in statistics, but it is just nice to know like, hey, statistically, you know, we're going to be okay. But you start getting these thoughts of like, Lord, if this is it, man, you know, am I happy with how I lived my life? And I think that's a really healthy thing to do. And listen, you don't have to be on a turbulent airplane to have that thought. I want you, after this podcast, just sit down for a minute and just just, just imagine that the Lord was going to return tonight. Are you happy with how you've lived your life? Are there things that you would change? You see, there's people that have this thought in their mind and they're scared. Now, the Bible says that you can have confidence on that day. Why? Because you've abided in him. The second group of people that I believe that doubt their salvation are people that either they don't abide with Jesus or they're, or they're doing it wrongly. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's people who could say, man, I pray every day and their prayer life is like, help me do this and help me do that. And I'm so sorry. And it's just full of like regret and requests. I should do a sermon on that. The wrong way to pray. Requests and regrets. Because that's most people's prayer. God, I'm sorry for this. Help me do that. Please help me with this. And you just come out of the prayer closet so mindful of all your shortcomings and all your issues, and you're hoping God pulls through on one of them. But you would say, man, I pray every day. No, I'm talking about abiding with Jesus. Spending time with Him. Sitting with Him. Just loving on Him. Reading the Bible. Reading the Word over yourself. Becoming friends with him because guess what when the lord comes back i am not going to be meeting a stranger or when i die and i go be with him i'm not going to be meeting a stranger that's my friend have i lived a perfect life no i haven't but you know what i am washed clean by the blood of jesus christ i know that where sin abounds grace abounds more i know that mercy triumphs over judgment and i am not meeting some stranger king and judge i am meeting my father I am meeting my brother, Jesus. I am meeting my Lord, my Savior, my personal master. And that's exciting. And you can have that confidence too, but it's going to require you getting to know him. 
and letting him know you. John 17, 3, eternal life is knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ. It's about knowing him. So do you know him? Do you have quiet time with him? Or is your prayer time really just spent with requests and regrets? There's a better way. I want to encourage you in that. Listen, you don't have to doubt your salvation anymore. Know that you are not saved by your works. You are saved by your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. If you've got stuff in your life you need to deal with, deal with it. Here's why. The Bible says when you sin, you are searing your conscience and shipwrecking your faith. When you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, you're wrecking your faith. That's why it's so hard for you to have faith even in your own salvation because you're wrecking your faith when you deliberately disobey. You know you did something you shouldn't do. It's hard for you to, to be restored in that moment because you're so aware of how you fell short and you knew, and you know, and you're saying, God, I knew what I was doing. I, I know I'm trying to say sorry now, but I knew what I was doing. And you're beating yourself up. We need to get a grip on our identity because identity is what's going to set us free. Because our identity has truth all in it. Our true identity is that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That is the truth. Don't let your identity become your feelings. Remember, the Bible says where there is the Spirit of the Lord, there is what? There's liberty. Right? There's freedom. And the truth is what sets you free. And so you need the truth of the gospel, the truth of your identity, to wash over you and to be what you dwell on in moments that you feel differently. Amen? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray now. If you're dealing with stuff, if you need to be set free, if you need heaviness to go, I want you just to close your eyes. I'm going to pray over you right now. Father, I thank you for this person. Thanks for loving them, God. Thanks that you never give up on us. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every bit of heaviness, every bit of bondage, Lord, every bit of uh, sin that so easily ensnares, I pray that you would break it off of their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and burn away every addictive personality and every addictive disorder, even the chemical addictions in the brain. God, I'm asking you to come heal those right now. Holy Spirit, come with your fire and fill every person listening right now. Just burn out every bit of rebellion, disobedience, even addictive personalities, habits, lifestyles, choices, whatever it is, God. We lay it down at your feet. Just tell them, I don't want it anymore. Say what it is. Whatever it is you struggle with, just say it out loud. Say, God, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm giving it to you. I want to follow you. Now I want you to say this. I believe you love me. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe that I am saved. I am your son or daughter because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for loving me, God. Thank you for cleansing me of all sin and all unrighteousness. I'm going to keep walking on the narrow path. Thanks for picking me up when I fall. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Look, if this spoke to you or helped you, please share the podcast so that more people can hear and be blessed by this uh, word from the Bible. This is straight biblical advice. It will set you free and it can set others free. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.